When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Listen, you guys know what this is all about, right? Right? What's it all about? Virgie? Hard work, man. It's fun. that. This is about winning. Oh, yeah. This is about winning. This is about winning. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. Zolgad, Declan Goff, potential appearance from The Whisper. We don't know yet. We're hoping... <laughs> Uh, but I bring to you, following the Wilds win tonight, a wild care package. Victory My care package roll. from St. Louis. Uh, it's the It's About Winning towel, which, of course, it's oh, about wow. Look at this. winning. Actually, and, let me do this. Let me give you a full screen. Yep. There you go. And what we have here, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we have all the time in the world to hear from you. After one of the best road games I've ever seen, the Wild play in dominating the Blues. I've got, because our sponsor, of course, is my friends at Surly Brewing, Omar, Dave, Stu. Stu, uh, happy anniversary. I saw a picture of him and his oh, wife. Oh, very nice. That's also, very nice. Chip Scoggins and his yes. beautiful wife, Amy. Happy anniversary to you as well. Uh, but I got the uh, Surly Brewing uh, Furious. I've got the Surly Brewing Coffee Bender. I've got the, um, I believe that's Furious right now. Anyway. <laughs> And we have all the time in the world to talk about what was, Declan, a damn near perfect playoff road game. And, and I, I don't say that lightly. Sports Dad does not does not praise often. But my God, if you were to draw up how to take a crowd out of a game, if you were to draw up how to what has to happen to effectively win a playoff game, the ingredients, much like good beer, were all stirred perfectly tonight. Um, I talked about it on, on the talk cause I was on TikTok between the first and second period and the second and third. Um, after each period I raved about what we saw tonight and I will rave on this show, uh, about what we saw. Um, it was off the charts. Good. I mean, that's all I have to say. It was off the charts. Lots of things to get to Erickson Eck again. Great. Uh, flurry early saves that were absolutely in- instrumental. And then what the, the wild scored 30 some odd seconds into the first period. But just everything about that performance tonight is the blueprint for road success. Stayed out of the box. Um, at the end of the first period, Hartman was challenged, I think, by ROR, my man crush. You love they him. They basically batted it, batted it away and said, I'm out of here. Not going to participate in your reindeer games. Um, in the second period, the Wild, late in the second period, is killing um, a power play for the Blues. Dumba had taken a penalty. Felino draws a penalty from Buchnevich and sort of gives Buchnevich a little jolt and then realizes they're going to call an interference penalty on uh, our 
favorite guy, Patrick Royce's favorite guy, Cowboy Butch Davis. And so Felino literally, as I got on Twitter from a fan, like a uh, cartoon, like bolted to the bench, like, okay, I'm out of here now. I'm out of here now. Just a brilliant, a brilliant game, I thought. Dude, from the opening shift. The floor is yours. I, I mean, from, I'm just, yeah. I, I'm blown away by this. I can't, this is as uh, high praise as I've ever seen you give. Any team. And look, it, they deserve it. They deserve it. So I'm, I'm definitely not, um, definitely not surprised that you're, that you're this bullish here, but from the opening shift, man. And look, St. Louis is down two out of their, you know, top six defensemen. Scandella was a game time decision and the wild have taken advantage of it. Huso looks like he's completely a deer in headlights. He's not the same guy. He was in game one. I would be shocked if they don't go to Biddington for game four. Um, but in general, what more can you ask for from a from your team on the road in the playoffs and for them to set that tone right away? And then, I mean, look, Kirill on the second goal, like the first goal is nice, right? Like just a give great one-timer from Greenway. He makes it one oh, nothing. Yeah. yeah. But then Kirill, who comes in alone on a breakaway, misses but has the presence of mind to throw it on the back of the goalie i mean oh God, Judd, how many great. how many times have we great. seen like oh, oh there's stella hi stella i got vinnie roman She's, around here somewhere but it's stella's wanted time. to be and she was on the talks and the kids love her on the talks. yep so. yep but now she wanted to appear on this show i just said absolutely after that game uh it's past vinnie's bedtime but uh but but i'm glad stella at least uh, really did make it on the show um but at the same time Kirill having the presence of mind to then throw it in the back of the goaltender oh like, god how many times have we seen like a guy like Zach Breezy just you know whack 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 whack, but has or, no skill. or you do the the peel away, yep. like you miss Come on around. the breakaway and then and mm-hmm. then you do the circle, mm-hmm. so and you're just, gone. Just just to have the start that they did. Oh god, yeah. it was golden. It was a yeah. it was a perfect performance from the Wild. Can't ask for much more. No, oh, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's just so many big and little things, right? Uh, big and somewhat subtle things that they did tonight. I mean, Flurry at the outset of the game, the Blues could have scored, I think, like 12 seconds in. He makes a huge save. He again tonight made uh, a variety of enormous saves, but they played such a smart game. And then what I loved, like, this is why I'm excited. This is why I'm praising them. And and this is ordinarily why I rip on these teams because I, I hate them a lot of times. But, like, tonight, the Blues get the ROR goal. It's 4-1, to one, right? And then, you know, you knew what was going to happen. As soon as they got a goal, the crowd was going to re-engage because the crowd was out of that game. And they were going to re-engage, and the Blues were going to start to engage a little bit, right? And and uh, Baruby had shuffled up the lines, and so now the Blues have, you know, they're coming back. And I'm not, at 4-1, to one, I was not like, oh, my God, it's going to be tied. But that was, uh, okay, let's see what you got, right? Mm-hmm. They calm, they, and, and Fleury made a few big saves. The Wild calmed the game back down. They calmed her down. And they controlled the puck, the puck possession. And I'm like, yes, this is a playoff team. Right. That's what you want. You want a team that can on the road. And, and right away then, the crowd was gone again. And now the Blues sort of went away again. Um, and look, as far as the Blues blue line goes. So to your point, Scandella, Scandella didn't play in the first two games. He came back tonight. Bertuzzo, who got hurt in game uh, two, didn't play. Nick Letty got hurt in game one. He didn't play in game two or three. And then Tory Crew got hurt. But you know what? This is the playoffs. I got no sympathy. Like, you get, seriously, you got who you got. And Dumba and Felino are playing through pain. Kaprizov took an idiotic whack to the chest that he shouldn't have. That was and they BS. Didn't call a penalty. That's a crappy. But my point is, you think his. And, and then I saw uh, late in the second period, he went to the bench and it was something with his left arm. I'm sure he's black and blue. 
you mm-hmm. know what he's going to do? He's going to play. Like, if you can play, I got no sympathy for, well, the Blues are down defense. Yeah, they are. And you know what? Dumba's playing on probably with one shoulder working. Um, so you got who you got. But as far as game plan and execution and what Dean Everson did tonight, uh, bravo. It's one of the best games I've ever seen this franchise play. It reminded me of how smart, although these guys are more talented by far, it reminded me of how smart the 2003 team was. Totally. Yeah, I mean, just that self-awareness, coaching. right? Yeah, exactly. That's coaching, and, too. Dean and, coached and, great game. And the Wild, Jacques did that 2003 in the Wild. Now, I mean, keep in mind, like, the Wild have more skill than the Blues. We told we 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 said that on the preview episode going into this series that the Wild had more skill than St. Louis, top to bottom. They do. It's just the timeliness and the lethal power play of St. Louis gives them that X factor that does put the the offense kind of at a push, right? Well, so far the Wild the Wild are now taking the Blues out of their game. Like the Wild are playing their oh, game God. and they're not stumping to St. Louis. Like St. Yeah. Louis is big, and I I saw your Shen point on Twitter towards the end of the game. Like every team has a Shen, right? Like a Braden yeah. Shen. And, and by the way, like I. I would love Braden Shen on my team. I honestly would. I like him a lot. But you can also not stoop to his level. And if you don't, then you're still going to be able to, to be successful. And the Wild aren't stooping to a guy's level like that. And, want- and you, Sorry. No, and, 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 and you know, they, they, that right. guy exists. Like, they've had Steve Otts before, right? They've had goons. They've seen those kind of guys. Ryan Reeves for Vegas uh, last year, you know, was in that similar boat. Mm-hmm. Um the, the, the wild don't come down to that level. And that's very important. When I think when it comes to playoff time, um, I know we'll get to Kevin Fiala here in a little bit. You were, you had some questions about Fiala on the talk. It's corner of TikTok. by the way, hit the subscribe button on this YouTube channel for daily Minnesota sports yeah. entertainment. Um, as we get also a full room of wild fans here who are about to be ready to rock on bent line. We're excited to talk to them as well. Don't get to wait till tomorrow. to Talk about this. We can talk about this right now, right well, here on score North. You know, Judge it's Zogad funny. And myself, Declan Goff. It's funny you bring that up, Declan, because, you know, sometimes if you got one of these, and I love these, I'm old school. A little you got to wait. You got to huh. wait. You got to wait what with that these. Looks like. But with the talk and with the tube, you don't got to wait. So with one, with one of these, like, you know, I'll turn this on here. There you go. You got that oh, on. Uh, but you got to yeah, wait. Okay. Yeah, you can't hear anything. Uh, so anyway, so here's the, here's the thing, too, about game one, game two, game three. The other thing is, so this is such an interesting thing. The Wild is built to withstand physical in the playoffs, but they but in this series because the Blues power play is so good, they're not meant to try and retaliate. So it's not just that Shen like some people are like Shen deserves a beatdown. No, no, you don't want that. You don't want to if the Blues power play wasn't so good and your penalty kill hadn't been so suspect, you might do that, right? But that's why Felino purposely, I mean, that's coaching. He was told, skate. they, they were told, skate away from anything. Um, they can withstand the hits. But what they can't do is, is get mad back and retaliate. Because then if they go, that's what the Blues want. So like Shen, Shen is ineffective if he's allowed to just run around. If he's beaten up, he's, he's effective. That's helping him. He, he wants you to do that. So like this is all about turning the other cheek. As a Catholic, this is a very Catholic series. <laughs> wow. It's a very okay. Christian series. You turn yep. the other cheek. But that doesn't mean that you're being weak. Uh, weak is if you're like, oh, I'm getting beat up. What the what the Wild is built to do is withstand this. Now, next series might be totally different. But within the confines of what we saw in game one compared to game two and three, I love the fact that they basically said, St. Louis, you do. And St. Louis in the first period was running around like madmen. And the problem they've got now is this. That's the 2019 Blues. They're reverting back to the team that won the Stanley Cup. Problem is, the roster's not the same. The mm-hmm. Blues should actually try and go skill versus skill because they can score goals. But 
But instead, they're like, we're going to rough up the uh, Wild. And their problem is, one, it's hard to rough this team up because they're tough enough. And two, that's not your that's not your DNA for 2021-22. That's your DNA Correct. for 2019. So anyway, there's just a lot of things that Dean did a great job tonight of preparing his team for. And the last two games have absolutely been demonstrations in lots of ways of the X, Y, and Z of how you win playoff games. Plays be, praise be to Kirill and also with you, Marc-Andre Fleury. That's exactly all cheek. I have to Fleury. say there. Turn the other cheek. All right, Judge, should we, should we get some wild fans here? Yeah, we let's, a whole yeah, list you know of what? Uh, I'm going to break open a Surly Furious. You crack that open. And, and as let people talk. As we do that, let's get let's get that guy, RJ. RJ, how are you, pal? Welcome to Hey, guys. Land. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me back on. Hey, towel-waving game. So much different than when I was last on. Judd, I wish I could see you wave the towel, but we'll save that for the Game 7 victory. You got it? If you got it, go I, for I it. I can do it. I can do it for you, RJ. I can wave that towel. They, they deserve a towel-wave night. They do. They do. I, you know, I tweeted at you, and I think you saw it, but Flurry was phenomenal tonight. I was so blown away, and Declan, I like, I so adamantly disagreed with you. Them going flurry into the series, I thought Talbot deserved it. Mm-hmm. I could not have been more wrong, and I'm gonna give all credit to you and all credit to Dino, who actually makes those. <laughs> yeah, he don't, don't don't give me the credit. That's Dino thing. <laughs> you you were an advocate for it, so I'll give you a little bit there. But oh Appreciate my it. gosh, like I thought he was the difference maker tonight. He made some huge saves, some flashy saves, classic. Mark Andre Fleury says, I think they showed on the um on the broadcast third tied for postseason wins. Absolute performance by a true professional tonight. That trade truly paid off tonight. Um that was my one takeaway. Um yeah, like you said, the crowd was completely out of it. Um I was racing home from 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 being out with the boys and nice. um I missed the first two goals, but I was so happy to turn that game on and see the difference and I watched this game. It was great. Um, and then one last request for you before you guys let me go. Get Surly in Indiana. I go to school in Indiana. I love the okay. Furious. Can't wait to be back home. Get Surly here in Indiana if you can. Uh, I wish I could have it here, but I'll have to stick to my regular my regular boots here. We'll Next work on I'm that, back. okay? We'll glad I get that on there, RJ. Thank you, dude. We'll, yeah, we'll get, we'll get our, sure. I'll text Dave. I'll text Dave right now. We'll, we'll, we'll try They actually are trying one. to get indifferent. It's not as easy as it appears, but yes, yeah. I am. I appreciate every one of you, of you outside the state that sends us notes about please get surly here you know what i can tell you right now they'd love to be in every possible market Mm -hmm. yeah to his point too about mark andre flurry like flurry was exactly what you've wanted wanted in in the last two games and even i I can make the case that in the first game he wasn't the problem issue he wasn't on his a game as he was in games two and three but he's been the same mark andre flurry he gives up rebounds the defense is selling out they're clearing those shots they weren't doing that in game one. And having Flurry here is that calming presence, man. And look, yep. could this team be up two to one right now with Cam Talbot net? Sure, they could. Sure, they could. I'm, I'm not going to rule it out. Um, but Marc-Andre Fleury was not acquired here, to, I think, to sit behind someone like Cam Talbot. And Talbot has that awareness, too. So I, I think it's a great problem the Wild can have. So the other thing that's really, uh, to me, intriguing about this entire thing is, so I do think Dean brought him back in game two because he wasn't, uh, he wasn't at fault for game one. He didn't play great, but he wasn't at fault. But I also think, and this is the this is sort of the genius of uh, Billy and Dean too, which is what I love about this. Have you noticed that guys that have cups or have played in a ton of playoff games have a calmness that is just so helpful? Flurry's mm-hmm. won three cups. He's been on playoff runs, right? He didn't. He came back in game two, and there was no. Oh my god, 
He let in an, another soft goal, right? Like everything he does, like tonight at the outside of the game, he made some huge saves. They score. Um, the second guy, Tyson Jost, played a ton of playoff games, right? And he's a fourth-line center, Declan. But mm-hmm. the, two, the last two games, Tyson Jost played really well. And again, he's calm. He knows he's been here before. Uh, the importance of having been here before in the Stanley Cup playoffs is so important. And then the last guy uh, is, and he deserves credit for his, his two games so far, Goligoski. Got scratched. I thought he should have been scratched. Game one, Kulikov was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goligoski has been a stabilizing, and that's what I want. He's been a stabilizing force, and I think it's because he's got a cup. And again, he's been here before. Totally. Let's keep rolling here on Wild Bent Line. We got a whole whole room full of guests. Zach, how are you, pal? Welcome back. Good, how are you guys? Good, man. What do you think? Great game. I thought Flurry played remarkably well. Those first few shots on goal, early first period, were huge, setting the tone. I think we need to give Billy Guerin a lot of credit here. This is what we've always been saying from all our general managers. If you believe you have the pieces, go make the moves. Yep. Amen. And I think one of our most underrated players that we've had since we traded for him is Middleton. Yeah, dude. No question. I've... His back check where he just pokes the puck away right before they get the shot off, it's been unreal. Zach, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, Middleton's been that calming presence. And look, I I ripped the Delorier trade on the surface. I was like, what are they doing trading a a mid-round pick for for someone who's just going to play fourth line minutes and and he's got a role? You ripped Jacob Middleton after the first game. said, I don't know if this pairing's going to work with with Jared Spurgeon. And I said, why don't we give this a little time? Both of it used to give Delorier time. I told you to give Middleton time. To his point, to Zach's point, um, and I forget who, I think it was Thomas in game two that said, this team would look completely different. Like these these acquisitions that they made at the deadline, this is the Wilds' core. Like it's it's they'd be it's nothing huge. without those acquisitions. It's huge. Middleton also has the size, and he's certainly not a goon, but he's got the size where he's the guy that we have wanted for how long on defense. He's not sexy. He's not great, but you know what he is? Stable. He's stable, and he's big enough that he's not pushed around. He's a tough. He's tough enough. It's just absolutely outstanding. That's a key one. The other thing that uh, was just brought up, and it's a great point, is this: last two games, how good have the sticks and lanes been? Yeah, dude, they are huge, unbelievable. I, I would say that the thing that I'm probably saying the most at my television um, is great stick, great stick. Yeah. Just getting in the lanes and and, and deflecting play- passes and intercepting areas, it's huge. And that, they weren't doing that in game one. They just weren't. That and, and and Fleury was giving up those rebounds, and half that is on goaltending. Don't get me wrong, but your defense has to sell out too, and they've been doing that at such a successful rate in games two and three, and it's been a huge difference maker. Well, block shots are cool. Block shots are great, but my preference is never let the shot get off because you put the stick in the lane and you mm-hmm. intercepted it. Doing a great job there. All right, let's keep it rolling here in Wild Bent Line. Son of Zookie, <laughs> how you doing, guys? Good, Good. man. How are you? Good. Uh, me and me and the girlfriend here were at the the game the other night and that was a crazy awesome game she's only been to two games this year we went to the valentine's day game in that game and she's seen two hat tricks so she's a good luck charm i have to go to game five take yeah, her to yeah, yeah, be five. at game five and then seven if necessary but i don't think we're gonna need it Those drive to st louis <laughs> um, i want to ramble off a couple quick things this is my first time on since the viking season and then before i was on uh during the vegas series a couple different times but nice. really enjoy the show you guys do we were also at the surly event awesome thank you guys for doing that do it again thank we'll you. be there again 
was too starstruck to actually walk up and say hello, but you know, that's another story. But I, yeah, I want you guys uh, to talk about how I feel like having a GM who's been there and done that and won trophies really makes a difference. And having an owner who lets that GM do his job makes a huge difference. And maybe the Vikings could even take some notes along with that. I'll sit back and listen. Thanks, guys. Thanks, dude. Um, I think the important thing, though, is I think that Bill Guerin said, I'll take the job if I can do it my way. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Craig had a lot to do. And look, I am indict myself here with Parisian Suter. Craig clearly had a lot to do with how Fletcher thought. Um, Fenton got the job. Paul did some good things. But that's when Craig's like, we need some tweaks. And, it, and everyone's like, no, you need to blow this thing up. Yeah. Um, and I think when Bill got the job, Bill, Billy is so no BS. I think he's the type of guy who would have said, I'm not taking the job unless I can do what I want because I know right. how to win. And it, and he does. And let's be honest. This And this applies to Phil Mackey, Declan Goff, Judd Zolgad, and a lot of you. We don't know how to win. You don't. We don't know how to win. And, and I'm, I'm not I'm insulting myself as much. Um, but we in the state don't know how to win. Bill Guerin has won cups. He's won four cups total, two as a player, two as an executive with the Penguins. Um, he knows how to win. Look at what Flurry did tonight. He's not perfect, but you know what? He is calm in the face of immense pressure. Do you know what we do in this state in the face of immense pressure? Uh, you know, there's no room for petty bull. So I give Bill credit because my guess is Bill Gehring told Craig, I'll take this job, but you got to let me do it my way. Judd, a uh, quick point on this too. Uh, uh, Frank Cervelli pointed this out, I believe, of Daily Faceoff because the cap's, cap's going up next season by up. I mean, it's going up to $82.5 million, but because of teams being over the cap or buyouts and whatnot, um, the Wild technically, even though the cap's going up to 82.5, they only have 69 hashtag nice half million dollars in effective cap space. For next season mm-hmm. so they only have 69 million dollars to play with to fill out their roster due to those buyouts to Parisi and Suter. yeah so and and look this is also a, a larger conversation for, yeah. for the offseason of course but yep. it's also that risk and that problem that they're gonna have to deal with for the next three consecutive offseason was worth where this team is at right now the reality is this Declan um and I can say this with a lot of confidence the reason why these trades were made and the reason why this team is clearly right or wrong, it's right, but I mean, whether it works or not, why this team is going for it is because of that. There's a realization that the Wild might have some very nice high draft picks in the next coming year. I mean, things things could go great, but they also could fall apart. Um, they're going for it because of exactly that, because they know what the price of poker is. Again, somebody who knows what they're doing is calling the shots here. Mm-hmm. This is not the Wilts. Nope. Well, it'd be fun to just be good. No. It'd be fun to win a Stanley Cup. And then you guess what, too? By the way, if you win a cup and miss the playoffs, yeah, that sucks, but you won a cup. Ain't no one in this town going to complain if you win. No kidding. Let's keep it rolling here on Wild Bent Line. Full room. Over a 1,000 people watching us right now. Thank you so much. Hit the subscribe button right now awesome. on this YouTube channel for daily Minnesota sports entertainment. That's Judd Zolget. I'm Declan Goff. We are the two members of Judd's Hockey Show. Phil Mackey, the Hockey Whisperer, is crafting his takes for Monday when the Wild are up three games. Is he not going to join us? I don't know. I, I've been waiting I, for a text. I was texting him earlier tonight, but um, but I, I don't know. He, he Look, the Hockey Whisperer does what the Hockey Whisperer I'm does. I'm going to text the Whisperer. Okay, you let you me know. You get back to the calls. Let's keep it back to the calls here. Let's go to Matt. Hi, Matt. How are you, pal? Good. Uh, for, what, what, what's the Dan Patrick show? First time? Uh, long time. Long time. Six foot, 195? 
ding. Uh, oh, you're in good shape, fun. though. Thank you. It's more fun uh, if you're fat. Uh, fun fact, it wasn't Livia, but I'll put a plug in for Livia. I used to weigh 260, Phil, in high school, and my knees feel much better now. Um, I'll just tell you that. So plug for Livia. Uh, I'm actually calling in from Iowa. Um, so one of your fans down here in central Iowa. Um, l- love what you guys do. I wanted to talk about, Dex, your comment on good sticks. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. My wife was sitting next to me, and I think she got tired of, of me saying it after about the 10th time. I was like, wow, great stick. Um, talk, can you can you talk talk a little bit about? For, I guess I'm I'm kind of a hockey initiate. Every time the Blues got near the Wild net, I'm not sure if it was their over aggression or what caused it, but all the Wild did all night was disrupt their passes in the offensive zone and immediately almost immediately clear the puck as soon as they got near the net. And I actually saw that frustration. I think it was after the fourth goal, Judd. Uh, I want to say it was Riley or somebody after they scored. He banged, his, he banged his stick over the back of their net and almost broke it. Uh, not out of frustration, I think, that the goal had been scored, but they had been held to absolutely nothing. And to see that that visual frustration was well, – I mean, I loved it, obviously, but um, what did they do specifically to, to disrupt so many passes tonight? I, I think that – well, first of all, it's being smart and effort. And it's probably film work a little bit too. But I think what they do – or what they did was um, they have the awareness – first of all, to know to know what the Blues probably like to do, to know where those passes are going. And I don't think having good sticks is like a great talent. I think it's hard work. I mm-hmm. I think it's defense. I, I think attention to detail defensively is the biggest deficiency that a lot of hockey players have because it's a lot more fun to get the puck and go. Right, Dex? Yeah, totally. Um, taking lanes, and I'll give you a guy who's magnificent at, and he hasn't done a lot Again, this is where I struggle with getting down on guys. Uh, this guy hasn't done a lot in the series, but he definitely uh, took away a goal from the Blues that almost certainly w- would have made a 4-3 in game two. Our guy, Freddie Goudreau. Yeah. He is, he is a marvelous stick. He has a marvelous sense of where the passes are going. And so it's things like that. And, and you know, penalty kill, um, breaking up passes in the defensive zone, I think it's it's smart, but it's a lot of work. It's not sexy. It's a lot of work. Um, And I will go back to what I keep saying, which is playoff hockey is a lot of work. Like being successful. I mean, look at what the deficiencies of the Wild were in game one. They didn't pay the price. Mm -mm. And that's sort of where I think the advanced metrics screw around with your mind in hockey. Because the advanced metrics don't necessarily help you with who's paying the price. Right. They, they, They reward skill. Puck possession. Puck possession Puck possession. You know, if I have, if I skate the puck out and I got it, I'm getting points for that. I'm getting credit for that. But what does it mean if I'm not doing it effectively? Totally. Let's keep it rolling here on Wild Vent Line. Let's go to uh, let's go to our guy David. Hi, David. What's up, bud? How we doing, guys? We got a change of scenery for tonight. Um, game one. After that, I was on. I was nervous about the rest of the series. Game two was better. Still had some nerves. Game three, by the middle of the third period, I had finished folding my laundry. I was so comfortable with how this team was playing. I love what you're doing. <laughs> I love how um, you're thinking. And I had a, a non-sponsor beer to finish off here. That's oh, that's okay. okay. No, that's, that's okay. fine. Um, that's fine. Couple things. First of all, Edmonton's killing the Kings. Um, they may make it out of that side of the bracket. That's how good they look right now. They are yeah, destroying so the Kings. Um, blue line. They the Wild have shut down the. Blues entrance to the blue line. Um, that's been great. 
Mm-hmm. Flurry cleaned up the rebounds for the most part. Either they're getting smothered or there's people to clean it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jordan Greenway has turned it around, and that grief line looks like the best line in this series. And I don't know if it's particularly close. Um, my question is, and this, again, somebody who's smarter at hockey than me, does if the Blues switch from Uso to Bennington, mm-hmm. what challenges does that present for the Wild going forward? Like, what's the, besides the this Cup winning pedigree? Um, what is the change in his style from Huso that could give this team trouble? I'm sorry, I hit a little quick trigger there, but oh, yeah. I'm, didn't say I'm, I'm, bad I'm either. there. I'll say this about Bennington yeah. quickly, Judd. That here's here's yeah, just my yeah. amateur take um, on that is if you start Bennington game four, which I think it's likely at this point, um, I wouldn't call it a lock, but I would be pretty surprised if they give it back to Huso for game four. Bennington's been there and done that. He's a little bit of a wild card. Um, he's a little bit of a head case. He might be mm-hmm. what that team needs mm-hmm. to get their game going. Mm-hmm. Or knowing how this team just looks goaltending wise with Huso not being in there before, Bennington not being the same goaltender he was that look, helped this team win a Stanley Cup. So he's done that before, but he yep. just hasn't been the same goalie since then. Um, it'd be a big gamble from St. Louis. And I think at this rate, they're going to have to potentially have to pay that to, to risk you know, risk it to get the biscuit for the lack of better words. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Bennington goes for game game four um, and gives them a different vibe to try to get that team rolling. I agree that they might change. Um, to answer the question, I think you change nothing, and I don't think there's any like issue. Uh, right now, you are controlling the series, and part of that's mental. Bennington, the change to him will, might give the Blues a brief jolt, but everything that you've done the last two games, especially tonight, was damn near perfect. So there's no like real fundamental change of, well, he has a different style, blah, blah, blah. You play your game. The Wild didn't play their game in game one. It's why I don't care what you tell me about the, how they did play well. They got away from f- some of the fundamentals that make them successful. Um, Bennington and Huso do not have the experience, even though Bennington has a cup, that Flurry has. But most importantly, you just continue to play your game. And let's, you know what, too? This is a very important point. The Erickson Eck line, the grief line, in the playoffs slotted the way it is right now, is a line that championship teams have. Because what do they do? They match up against the best offensive line on the opposing team. But the best offensive line on the opposing team can't handle it when and this and this is the tough nut to split they can't handle it when your line that's supposed to shut them down has offensive skill as well and can turn and make them have to go on the defensive uh so you just continue to play your game and you've also got flat out the best player in the series one of the best players in the league in Kaprizov who by the way is more complete than most star players which is why he's a superstar player so all of these things don't make me concerned as long. I mean, I really think, and this is spouting the comp- company line a bit, but I really think Declan, as long as the wild plays their game and sticks to their game in this series, they're now in good shape. Yep. So I'm not afraid of like, what, what are the blues going to, are they going to change gold? They can do whatever the hell they want. As long as the wild to use a cliche plays within itself. I told you going into game three, who wins game three wins this series. And I'm not going to back off from that. I, I heard the, the stat. 
on TNT too. Sixty-six, I think they said sixty-seven point five percent. Yeah, so 67% chance that when I teams go up two to one they win the series oh, on tnt by the way phenomenal biz biz nasty is great he needs to be on every type of the dude was uh, bragging about being up hammering beers Biz nasty is great and great. he's fantastic but your friend judd was on the talk when he was on so i'm and judd and, and judd, judd did a great job in the talk kids love I, do, judd, I feel like they, they love the tiktok it. they do stella they you do. watched right yeah. stella watched stella watched. She, so did Vinny. No, Vinny's asleep right now he's he, he was a big fan as well keep it going hi bubba Hey Stop guys, how's it going? Bye-bye. Good man. Judd, it's fine. Yes, yes. I figured I'd wear this so you could kind of put me and our our Twitter picture together because we talk on Twitter all the time. Declan, yes, Biz. The game was awesome, but Biz, oh my gosh, like that was the most entertaining intermission I've ever seen. And you know what? I will give the Wild this too. You know, when they start, when the Blues started pushing at us and pushing at us, you know, trying to poke the bear to see if we would, you know, start causing dumb penalties, we played calm, cool, and collect. And it was like, okay, if we can play like this yep. the rest of the series, I am not worried one bit at all. Yeah. Yes, because my point is is exactly that, is if you continue to play your game, I think they're just going to win. Yeah, man. Like the, And the Blues are going to come out more – uh, fired up on Sunday for sure. It's going to be tough. I'm not trying to say they're going. They're not going to. They're not going to walk through this whole thing. But yeah, I mean, you the way the style that they've played the last two games absolutely is a playoff formula to win series. They're playing playoff hockey. And by the way, well, let, let's maybe go on a little rant here before we go to the next crowd, uh, next group of callers here on Wild Bentline. Hit the subscribe button. Judd's Hockey Show, Apple, Spotify, ScoreNorth.com, and the ScoreNorth app. Um, my guy, Kevin Fial has been a passenger this series. He's been a passenger through three games. Okay. Let's talk about that for one second. Second period. I agree. A uh, blues goal. He has to clear that puck. Yep. That was a bad. So he has Kevin. been a passenger. He's not been great. Mm-hmm. First period. I felt like he actually had and third period. He had some opportunities. This reminds me a little bit of early in the season when he had some chances and didn't score. And then he goes on these incredible, just bizarre heaters where where he's off the charts. Um, I'll say this. I have, in games two and three, I have a hard time getting down on guys. Yes. Um, when they play that completed game. Like, Correct. I just, I struggle. I, and look, I'm, I love to jump on guys that don't play well. But is Fiala not scoring or is he flat out playing poorly? Because mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I see, like, I see stuff about Hartman. Well, he's not doing this and that. Well, one, he scored an inordinate amount of goals for him. Two, I feel like he's actually doing some good things defensively. Yep. Um, but I, I, I struggle to like really criticize off tonight's game. Mm-hmm. I agree too. And look, yeah, when you're up two to one, good things. And are tell happening. me if I'm wrong. It's it's not. No, I, I. He's just been a passenger. He's been a passenger, and that's okay. That's okay right now. But he's up two up to some one. Chances. I mean, he's getting yeah. some chances. I. I when I don't see him, I worry. When I yep. see him and he gets stoned by the goaltender and then he gets frustrated, mm-hmm. he, he's getting chances. His goals will come. I agree. Like we'll his ups and downs are incredible. We'll keep it rolling here on Wild Bentline. Sam, uh, who's waiting on, uh, gladly turn your camera on and I'll pop you on here in just this little second. But in the meantime, uh, let's go to Ryan. Hi, Ryan. How are you, bud? Ryan, you got us. Hey, yeah, yep. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for having me on again. Uh, so, a couple things tonight. 
I just took notes tonight. Uh, I'm going to be a dead horse, and I'm going to say defense, defense, defense. Like we've been saying all night, sticks and lanes, screen chances. It was is unbelievable. Clearing pucks when Flurry had some of those rebounds. Then I'm also going to uh, ask this question. Going to be really early to tell, but is Kirill Kaprizov the best wild player we've ever had? Um, four yes. goals in the NHL postseason. Like leads the postseason. Oh. I think somewhere they said tonight he leads the. NHL already in postseason points. I think he has seven or eight points already. Like, but. I'll stop you right there. He's the best National Hockey League Minnesota player ever. Okay. All right. The North Stars never had anyone this good. <laughs> he's he's wild. And then I was going to say, uh, before I leave, that goal he had, speaking, you know, on him, that was Pierre, you know, he knew he knew that was coming. Like, he he planned that. That wasn't just a, a whiff. I think I turned to my wife and I was like, he planned that. You know, I think a lot of players would just yeah. kind of shoot it and – Oh, went in lucky, but no, I, like he looked back and he saw it. But that's all I got. So great win again. So thanks for having me on again. Awesome you, stuff. Taking notes too. I love that. Got to love very paper notes. Yeah, he, that that is his his point of Kirill meant to do. That wasn't a oh I'll center this puck in. No, no, no. He knew what he was doing. He absolutely knew what he was doing. Right, but what impressed me the most was he stuck with a play to do it. Mm-hmm. Like he that's did. what it wasn't the so the superstar part of his brain did that on purpose. But the hard worker part of his brain stopped to do it. Correct. I mean, that's not normal. No, that's impressive. That's damn impressive. Let's keep it rolling here. Wild Vent Line. JD, what's up, man? Welcome to Wild Vent Line. Gentlemen, so, can you hear me good? Yep, got you. Perfect. Hey, uh, hey guys. Um, long-time listener. Uh, I've called once for the Kings, but I haven't called for the Wild. I just want to say this, Judd, I love you, man. Like takes, you are awesome. Um, like religiously listen to this channel. Uh, I just love your, your takes, man. Like they're, they're sober. They're not too big. Wow. They're not too like demanding. Like they're kind of right in the middle and they kind of get us Minnesota fans who have been, you know, quite honestly deprived of a lot of stuff. Um, they get us kind of the right amount of hyped up. So thank you, Judd, for all your service and, and, and Dex. Uh, thank, thank you for all you do because um, this channel is great. I love this channel. Um, regarding the Wilds uh, victory tonight, like what – victory right um the wild look dominant um i heard a few other callers talk about this but in the lane was big whereas game one we didn't see that right so i i think that was a big thing and i don't really know what causes that judd right like like is it just more effort like are we just skating better like are we giving more energy like why do we stick our sticks in the lane more um Tonight versus like in game one when we didn't, you know, like I don't really causes that. Like I know hockey is kind of a weird thing, but I'd like to right. hear your take on that. And I'd also like to hear your take on the uh, career path of number 97. And like, like what does, like, do, does he have Hall of Fame on, on his record? Uh, yeah. Good stuff. You're Go ahead, John. breaking up a bit there. So one is the the sticks and lanes. I I think again is hard work. 
it's um it's probably film work about knowing what tendencies are as, as well um i mean i don't think it's like this great skill that you develop i think it is is applying yourself and look i think in game one the wild a little bit had read their own Hello. press clippings i think you know i mean they played like they were like oh we're the wild we've been, we're really good um they shouldn't have but they you know there were a lot of there were a lot of things about that game that bothered me and i know hockey's random and weird at times but that to me was m- more than that that was not just uh well game two was just different because it's hockey <laughs> that's a late i think that's a lazy explanation um and so yeah i think that they worked harder i think they've been more diligent i think that they definitely in their defensive zone which is the most important thing the last two games have been damn good in game one i thought they were lousy um so that's the you know that's the first thing there and then what what was his uh, uh the career the career trajectory oh Kirill Kaprizov. he's a hall of fame talent no question about it i mean he's got to put together a longer career obviously but he's a hall of fame talent he is i mean I, it's not close he is the best minnesota player Best Minnesota National Hockey League player, not necessarily from here, although that's probably true too, but the best one that's played for the North Stars or, or Wild that I have ever seen. Um, and I think from talking to people who saw the North Stars, um, who were, were an expansion team in 1967, I think they also agree he's the best player. He, I mean, he's the most complete player. He is, you know, for all we could say, like, well, Gabrick was a, yeah, Gabrick was a great goal scorer. But G- Gabrick's far more comparable to Fiala. Um, Kirill Kaprizov does things that very few human beings can do on hockey skates. It's that simple. Uh, Neil Broughton was a fantastic playmaker. Was he as good as Kirill though overall? Absolutely not. So, yeah, I, Kirill Kaprizov, if he continues to play like he's playing now for several years, is a Hall of Fame player. No, no doubt. I agree with you. I, hands down. He's the best wild player I've ever seen. <laughs> Opa. Close. Opa. As Opa. As says. Which they right. started to play now after goals, which is fun. I do love it. Hi, Brody. What's up? Buddy? Hey there, guys. Um, first of all, amazing dominant game three win. Um, I also wanted to kind of show off a little bit of my uh, man cave uh, back there. I got a framed uh, Mark Johnson jersey. Uh, nice. Also okay. a picture of uh, Gablick. Um, that was signed by him. Nice. And if, if you wouldn't mind, I could show you one other thing real quick. Yeah. Uh, this totally. is my Wild Watch studio. So I oh, have wow. Judd, oh, you, you, Judd, you need this. This is what Judd needs. Where's my uh, invite, dude? And then I've got my <laughs> basically sports corner with the Brodeen gloves and pucks and signed baseballs and a whole bunch of stuff. But if Love you it. Give, awesome. give me one second. Uh, I do have a. Uh, the lights. Oh, look at that. Uh, That's damn cool. But I'll, I'll just... go back to talk about the game. No, great. It, That's bro. awesome. Thank Love you. Love it, man. Love yeah, seeing that. Love seeing the caves. It's quite the man the caves are always game. welcome, sports caves. It's going to be a little bit different in my next home. I'm getting married soon. So, um, congratulations. Just a few things. But yeah, as far as. Just keep it downstairs. Play, She'll be fine with it. <laughs> just yeah. don't try and put it in the living room. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's going to be in. in I got my room. own room here. See, this is my room. Oh, yeah. Everything's yeah, jammed in this room. Just as far as game three, that was probably the best road game the Wild have played in the playoffs since, you know, maybe game seven against Colorado in 2014, you know, the Nidorado goal. Like, that was a game where we had to come back three or four times. We were down by a goal, and we just kept fighting. You know, this game, we obviously had a great start, and 
even when the Blues kind of got the momentum, like we were able to, you know, kind of stave off that uh, pretty much, you know, with the with the goal by Kaprizov. So I don't know. It's just really refreshing to see the Wild actually like not seem to get rattled, you know, like they they normally would. And and I would say like one of the big things is like their power play has looked more effective. You know, they've been getting shots um, yes. from one timers. They've been getting rebounds. And then just early in the season, they were just passing the puck. They didn't know when to take the shot. Um, and, you know, it's just – it's super nice to see the Wild actually, like, you know, being successful, doing the things that they know they can do. And, um, you know, before, they were maybe trying to force things. And even against uh, – well, even the first two games, I didn't think the Wild played the best. I thought they scored six goals in game two. But they uh, – they just played a better game tonight, and uh, you know if they can play like that in game four and five, you know they'll they'll be on their way to Colorado. So, really appreciate you guys having me on. I'd love to come on again, um, but uh, I'll, I'll hang up and uh, listen. Love the Thanks, man buddy. cave stuff, dude. That's, yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome. awesome. Yeah, if they play like they're, they're going to play like this, Judd, I mean it's going to be hard to beat them. It's going to be hard to yeah. Win. Yeah, I think the Blues are going to play a better game in Game 5. But here's the thing. The Blues' defensive losses are a big deal. Yeah. Like, that's the one Huge. thing. They're, they're playing guys too much. Their blue line core is not nearly as solid. It, this is almost certainly a different series if they're healthy back there. Um, I think the Blues are going to play a better game on Sunday. Uh, but that being said, the fact that the Wild came out with the performance they did tonight is absolutely huge to me. Let's keep it rolling here on Wild Vent Line. Let's go to our guy Ryan. Ryan, welcome back, man. How are you? Been a while. Good. How are you? Good. Man. Awesome. So the last guy kind of like showed some sports memorabilia with some wild. Mm-hmm. So I'll kind of show you some 1980 Olympic hockey gear. Nice. Very cool. Love that. Oh, dude, that's great. Who signed that? Uh, Bill Baker. Oh yeah. Bill Baker. For the tying goal against Sweden in Game One. Yeah. Local Minnesota boy. Love it. Uh, I met him at a local yes. hockey tournament when I was a kid. And uh, that's how I got that jersey signed. But tonight and game two as well, it seemed like when Minnesota Wild kind of went to school on how a St. Louis offense would go to work. And I started to notice the Wild would only send one guy up towards the top of the circle mm-hmm. and two, two guys from the face-off guy and below down to try to keep away from those rebounds. Do, do you guys think that is completely done from film study or from the style of goaltending that Mike andre Fleury plays? Thanks, dude. Yeah, Dex, great stuff. Yeah, that, that it, his observation there, Ryan, of, of having those guys down low and then still keeping people up top, it's huge. Um, I think that's what was a big issue in game one. Like, Marc-Andre Fleury's 37. He's not going to move and he honestly change the style he's ever – that he's just going to play now, that he's he's up there in age. Like, it's not going to change who he is. So when he gives up those rebounds, that defense has to sell out. And and Ryan's dead on there. Like, having those guys there – this is where um, also I do miss our, our great friend Lindsey Brown LB killing it in Las Vegas right now because she would be great to break down that goalie dissection that also that defense in yeah, front of she's you. She's got time. Ma- making it down. She does. She just said Vegas isn't in the playoffs. She, this year. I she can join that. us. 
Um, but but Mark Andre Fleury to that observation, dead on, dead on. That's exactly the type of goaltender you're going to see from Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, and they definitely made some penalty kill adjustments after game one as well. I, I think in bringing you guys back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, when the Blues put five forwards tonight at one point on, I think it was their second power play, I'm all for pressuring them. Yep. Five forwards don't know what to do. There's no quarterback. When when you got five forwards, there's zero QBs on that on the power play. So, uh, but yeah, I think they definitely made adjustments. Um, and I also think that Flurry's done a better job. It's not that he's cut the rebounds out. I think he's done a better job with rebound control since yep. game one. Don't, don't you? It's better. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not great, better. but it's but he's direct. But he's you know, it's all where you put the rebound too. Correct. It's the it's the direction of what he, where he's trying to put it. Yes, that has Correct. changed. I I do I do agree with you there. All right, we'll keep it rolling here. Wild that line. A few more callers left. Let's go to uh, let's go to John. Hi, John. How are you, man? Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good, man. Doing well. Happy night tonight. Um, a couple things that I've noticed. First of all, does it seem like we're winning more faceoffs, especially key faceoffs? I would say since beginning of March, it seems like it's been trending that way. I and mean, I know we're going up against one of the best faceoff men in the NHL. Yeah. And it seems like we're winning a lot of key faceoffs, which is setting the table like Brodeen's Golden Knight. And also, something happened to me tonight. When we went up 3 nothing. Mm-hmm. there was not a doubt in my mind that we were going to win that game because a Hall of Fame goaltender just doesn't give up four goals in an NHL playoff game. That hasn't happened until tonight. And, yeah, game one was terrible. I had to listen to Kyle Brodziak scream a couple times just to get over it. But uh, I am overjoyed in the way we're playing, the discipline. Um, The only knucklehead play I thought was Fiala had some time and space on the wall there to clear the puck instead of uh, getting the right way. But correct. Again, I appreciate you guys. I first started watching this year, and I really, really started liking you guys when you waved the flag on the flurry trade. So (laughs) uh, that's what. Well, then hold on, because you know the flag is still. I got the Appreciate new flag it, John. now. The new towel, huh? Love How the uh, love the heartseat shirt there from our guy Chief as well. Love the yeah, that's that. great. Yeah, the the shirt I went and got out of the mailbox tonight. I'm on top of a mountain in Wyoming, and oh, I awesome. figured okay. tonight, so I saved it for tonight, and I won't put this in the washer for the rest of the series now. I respect it. Respect it, John. We'll Thanks see for coming again on, Sunday, man. dude. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Love that coming out from Wyoming. Yeah, that's great. That's uh, that's that's. It was a near damn year. Isn't that great too? When like you have that feeling of like, hey, they're kicking ass early and they're gonna hold this league because you have that goaltender that to back it up and the team in front that's still not yeah. gonna give up. And the only thing I liked about the only thing about the uh, rally goal was the fact that the Blues then pressured them for a while and then the, and then the Wilds like, no, 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 we're taking back the control. Like, that's a Minnesota, that's the whole 4-2 thing in game two, right? Oh, my yeah. God, they're going to blow this. It's going to be 4-3. And for a second, it looked. And then Goudreau makes the backdoor play to break up what looks like it's going to be the 4-3 goal. And then Kaprizov makes the play and then gets the goal. These are all calming things. They're all, as Phil, as as I should say, excuse me, the whisper likes to say, they're all yeah, reference like points. That, right? They're all very important reference points. 
And I love the fact that this, I mean, because the playoffs are never, they're not supposed to be easy. Like, it's not supposed to be, well, they won six, nothing tonight, wasn't that fun. They're supposed to have a little bit of adversity that you have to, like, learn from. And they did that again. Keep it moving here. Wild uh, event line as Judd cracks another Surly there. Thanks to our friends at Surly Brewing. Yep, Got to keep it up a little bit. Yep, the no coffee funny. vendor. It's, you know what it is. Saturday morning. Time for coffee. Dak. What's up, man? Uh, yeah, Doc. How's it going? Hey, um, buddy, how are you? Doc, what's up? Uh, so I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on when do you think someone's going to have to address Shen like Deloria? Someone's got to get in his face because, I mean, he's going to hurt someone. He's taking runs at guys. He's headhunting all night long. Like, when is Deloria going to have to step in and, and, you know, pound the brakes off of him? Because I'm, I'm just like, yeah, that's it. Doc, first of all, the most important thing was this. Early third period, did you notice who Eric Sinek knocked off the puck and then uh, Felino picked it up behind the net and fed Eric Sinek for a goal? It was Shen. So that's how you get at him because he screwed up and you scored a goal. Second of all, I don't think you address Shen until you have the series in hand. If you are, um, If you are about to win the series and it's the third period, you know, let's say in game five or, or I'm sorry, game uh, five or six. Yeah. And you want to send Deloria out there to beat him up. Good for you. That's awesome. Before then, I don't do it. Anything you do that addresses what Shen is doing is a nod to the fact the blues, what they're trying to do is working. Yep. I, th- I thought the Eck hit to jar the puck loose from Shen was the most effective thing that you could do in the short term. Cause there's no, you're, it, you do not want to put them on the power play. You do not want to address, um, because this isn't even their style. They're, they're out, them running around in the first period to me was such a huge tell. Because that's not who they are now. Correct. It's who they used to be. It's not who they are now. They are basically saying to you, we're desperate to have you draw penalties, so we're going to do dumb things. Let them do, you know, uh, the Ots, right, Dex? The Roussels. Yep. Uh, to go way back when the Bertuzzi's let them do their thing, let them run around and be out of their mind crazy and ignore it. It drives them nuts. I also think there's a time and place for Delory to draft those gloves, but yes, it, uh, don't take the bait. Take it. Right. He knows when he wants to do it. He'll know when he wants to do it. Late I think in the, is the, better late in the series, uh, mm-hmm. and it and and I do agree with the point. It needs to be Delorie. I do not want Foligno fighting. I don't want him taking any chances. I agree. Keep it moving. A few callers left. Pete, hey, what's up, man? Hey, it's it's uh, it's a great night to uh, be an away fan here. You know. Oh, nice. You're in St. Louis. Yes, sir. I am a Wild fan uh, in St. Louis. Great game. Um, great to see fans leaving. You know, kind of a little little little, little bit of a payback from game one, right? Leaving uh, early third period. I was behind um, Uso. For two periods, so but eight nine rows back, I have a buddy that has season tickets. So nice, you know, I'm 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 tapped in with the Blues fan base, but they're worried right now, and I love it. You know, um, it's the first time where the you know you know the, the Blues I feel like are a little bit a little bit nervous about the Wild this this series, and I've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of chirping after Game One and Game Two. Uh, we we kind of uh, you know proved ourselves, and this is perfect. So what right? are the Blues? What are the Blues doing? Like the first period, that's not them now. Like they're running around trying to be, you know, goon, goon it up. 
that's who they were in 19. What are they like? Are they that scared? I, I don't understand. Well, they're, they're, they're overcompensating, they right? They're, 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 they're overcompensating for their lack of defense. So they're kind of playing okay. like what I feel like that first game um, before the end of the season, uh, uh, the first game against Calgary, really that back-to-back, right, where we got we, we made our trades. Maybe that was before, but we made our trades, and we thought we were the, the, the tough kid in the block, and, and we, we got away from our game. We're really like, you know, we can – we can we can back our skill up with some with some toughness, but we really are a skilled, fast, yes. Colorado Avalanche esque team um, with a little bit of grit. But we're not going to run you out of the building. Right. We're just um, you know we have that one two punch, and and I think we tried to prove that in game one, and that's you know that plays right into the Blues. Like yeah, sure, we're second on the we're, we're second best in the power play, but guess what? Tonight there was no bad penalties. The penalties I took, uh, you know, the wild took, like, I'm fine with those all day. Let's, let's take those all day. Um, but, you know, just want to say, uh, you know, I'm, um, I've, I've been in St. Louis for, for about five years. I've been to the 25th. I, I went to Mizzou for college. So 2012. I've nice. been in, um, so I've been 2015, playoff, 2017 and uh, this year. And, you know, I saw the game one 2015 Zucker wrapper on Zucker. But this is this oh, this no. beat it all because I mean when you have blues fans leaving and usually I went to the uh winter classic as well and um took my friends from St. Louis up. This was the best game I've been to Blues Wild by far. Love we that. haven't worried, boys. We have them on the ropes. Let's uh let's 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 end it in five or six. Let's go. Hell yeah, let's Pete. go wild. When's Hell the last yeah, time you felt and Pete When's the last time you felt this good about a wild team too? Like, I mean, never. I mean, here, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> no, you're that's right. Literally never. Uh, this is a cup. Let's see. I mean, I think this is an 01 cup. I wish it showed oh, yeah. the year. Yeah. I remember those. I had those. 0203. You know, Dude, I've, I've yeah. been around for, I've been around the block. Run. You know, I think yeah, I'm, um, you know, around the same age as, as you here. And, you know, it's 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 so refreshing. No trap, no trap offense, and we we have the skill to back it up. And I think we're the better team. the The one thing that worries me about the Blues is like, you know, Scandella's back. You know, I don't, who knows about Bertuzzi and 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 the other guys. And if they get healthy, you're right, um, Judd. It's it's a completely different series if they're healthy. But right now, um, Let's hit them while they're down. Like, how many playoff series has it been where it's like, oh, you know, Bro- Brodeen's playing with an injury and Spurgeon's out, and you know, th- those are excuses. Like, let's they can have excuses. We'll go to the second round. You know, absolutely. Have, you let, let them have their excuses. You don't give a damn. Great yeah, stuff, Pete. man. Thank you. Great Thanks, guys. Have- Enjoy Appreciate it. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I was call the night right there. Pete down in enemy territory, just loving life, loving this wild. Team. Yeah, the blues towel. I like the blues towel. I like that as well. It's a great logo, uh, by the way. Is it Corey? Yeah, Corey. Cor. What's up, man? How I like you? the stuff behind you, Corey. Yeah, yeah. I got the uh, signed Jonas Brodine uh, uh, breezers as well on the mannequin. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. The Gabrick, the old school Gabrick. AW yep. belt, big fan. Love it. Love Noise. It. Yeah. I love you guys. Uh, I just wanted to know what you guys thought about uh, – how uh, my man uh, Erickson Eck is just underrated in the NHL. Dude's Dude. a pest, man. He's a pest, and he's, he is... and he's a lot more skilled than people think he is. No one and talks I... about him. 
As I told Declan after game two, you know what he is? And I've seen these guys a lot. He is the perfect playoff player. He is the perfect. He's the guy now that will, like, it would be, knock on wood, it would be fun to see the Wild make a Stanley Cup type run because the attention he'll get then will be what he deserves. Oh, yeah. This guy has turned himself into a marvelous player. But here's the thing. He's got skill. He's really good. But he works so damn hard. Like, in January, you know, in January and February, you appreciate him. In May and June, you love him. Oh, yeah. You know, think about what this line is doing right now. And they're playing. And by the way, they're going against the Blues' best line. You know, top offensive line. Uh, Yeah, I have. I mean. It's hilarious. Two, what, Dex, two, three years back, we're like, how could you not take Brock Besser? Yeah. Uh, Chuck Fletcher goofed up, blah, blah, blah. This guy and, the and you know, Dina, I think, talked about this at, after game two. You know, Eric Sadek is perpetually hurt because of how he plays. He's always, something's always wrong. He doesn't even go in the training room. <laughs> Winning player. Yeah, man. So you're right, 100%. Yeah. Right. Great stuff, dude. Love him too. He's he's been awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate Love it. Love the breezers. That's great. Yeah, that's actually awesome. All right, let's uh, just uh, maybe one or two left here. My guy Colin down in Florida, right? Yep. How are you, Colin? Let's I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, that's good, a dude. great old, old stars. school seventies ish. Seventies. That's a Neil Brown jersey, but yeah, you know that's great. Love it. Yeah. What do you think of the game? I man? love. No, I loved it. They look tough. As Billy would say, they look tough. This was back like 1991 when they had Bobby Smith before they moved. And it looked awesome. They looked they incredible. Kirill is a superstar. Right. They didn't have Kirill. Like that team didn't have Kirill. Like that's the thing about it. They didn't have, I, you know, God bless them. I, I watched the 81 and. 91 North Stars make runs to the Stanley Cup Finals, but they never had a Kirill. Nope. Tino was great. Broughton was great. I love those guys. Madonna was amazing, them. but yeah. But but he wasn't there yet. No, you're exactly they right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I live now in Orlando, but I've lived here for 20 years, and I've acclimated the Tampa Bay Lightning to being my pro sports team that I root for here. And Ryan McDonough went to my high school. Yeah, two straight Stanley Cups, and we're ready. I mean, we have grit. We we have grit, though. Like we're getting gritty. Like Bill Guerin, everything like that. I've lived here long enough to be like, you know, we need that. We need that in Minnesota with every sport. And we are going, and we go for it. I got bad news for you. The Leafs are about to put you on the ropes. (laughs) Well, they've won two straight, so. They've already got there. <laughs> the They've happen. already got That's it. So it, it's okay. That's fine. So right. we Come shall back. see. Touché. But I care about this. You know, I care about my hometown. I care about the Lower East Side of St. Paul. And by the way, yeah, Judd, my dad's best friend was a guy named Les OJ. If, you, if you're a hockey guy, everybody mm-hmm. talks about the movie Miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ralph Cox was the last one cut. But. Yep. Let's OJ went to St. Paul Johnson back in the day. Go Gubbies, so. baby. Awesome. Love it. I saw him in the 84 Colin. state tournament. Fair enough. Eastside Pride. Eastside Pride, Colin. Eastside Pride. Absolutely. Love, Love you guys. It. Thanks, Colin. 
Hell yeah. Love me. Any, any St. Paul guy is a friend of mine. So love that. Good for Colin there. All right. Well, let's try Sam. Hey, Sam, if you're hanging out in the green room there, if you want to turn on your camera, I'll see if I can get you on here to wrap. Otherwise, uh, sure. let's see here. Sam. Hey, guys. Didn't know. And I have my little thing down. Um, oh, you're good. What's you. up? Good to see you again. Thanks for having me back. Obviously, enjoyed myself tonight. Love the game plan, discipline, the sticks. Uh, just a quick hypothetical for you. You're mm-hmm. going to game five at the X, mm-hmm. not as journalists, not as podcasters, just as fans. Uh, let's take away goaltenders because it's not interesting. Let's take away Caprisa, Fiala because it's obvious. And just for fun, let's take away Eck and Zuccarello. Whose sweater are you wearing and why? Oh, it's a great well, question. Oh, hold on a second. So, so, X, so Zuccarello, Kaprizov and Fiala off the table. I mean, I it's Felino on the table. Is that still on the table? Yeah, I would wear a Marcus Felino jersey. I wear a Felino answer, jersey. But... Yeah, I, I would probably go. You know what I'm wearing number five, Jake Middleton. <laughs> okay, I love no, what he's right becoming. No, no, he's I biggest. love what he's becoming. I and I said after game his first game, I'm like, that, he didn't look good, and, and, and he didn't. But I, I have wanted a defenseman like him on this team forever, because he's not flashy, he's not sexy, but he's really good, and he provides a big man presence. And I can't tell you how important I think a guy like that is. And plus, I think I, I think Jake plays like I live my my life. Not flashy, <laughs> but he stands people up at the blue line, and you're not going to get away with BS. Sexy. I'm wearing a number five. Love it. Great question, Sam. I love that, man. Good to see you guys. Have a yep. good night. Appreciate you awesome, dude. On. Thank Thanks. you. Perfect question to uh, wrap up here. Then. I actually saw a question on Twitter tonight that I loved. It's sort of a jinx question, so I will knock on wood yeah. before I say it. But the question was, and I forget who posed it, It's it, but it's a fun one to think about. Mm-hmm. If the Wild won the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. who would Jared Spurgeon, because the captain gets the cup, who would he hand it to first? Because that's always a big honor. You know, Ooh. so like the captain gets it. Now he passes it on. Um, the, the answers I saw from a couple people were Felino, but I was trying to think, I thought that's a fun, that's a fun question. Like who, who would be the next person? To you know, up the cup? it, it might, might sound kind of cheap and maybe even like lame, but I, I, I think flurry gets it. I think flurry is the second guy second. to grab that. Oh, that's yeah. not, no, Krill, no, I don't think that's cheap at all. Yeah, I thought, of, I thought of both of them. Yeah. I think Flower would be second. And, but, you know, Mark Andre is such a decorated gentleman that he'd be like, give it to Kirill. You know, give it to someone who's right. been there and done that before. But I agree. I That's agree. A, a guy question. at the deadline. That might be a good write that down when we get there here in a week. That's a good. Here, well, I mean, weeks. it's a very, it's, I don't want to jinx it by saying no, no, that. No, but fine. I mean, it's a fun question. Um, I also think at some point in time here, and he doesn't speak uh, obviously fluent English at this point in time. But at some point in time, Curl's going to have to wear the C. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to wear the C. Right. Well, and you're just, well, but he always tried, to his credit, like, when he got here, he tried to, he tried to, like, take questions without inter- interpreter at one point. But but anyway, he's just so good. Like, you can't not have him be a captain at some point. Not yet, but at some point in time. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a good one. And if they won the cup, I think Flurry would very much des- probably deserve it the way he's playing. All right, All right wrap man. it up. Wrap it up because I'm going to drink some more of my uh, coffee you. bender. Your boy's got a tea time here in like nine and eight and a half hours, so I got to get. I'm going to get some rest after I post some things here and hit some bombs off off some tea boxes here in uh, about eight hours just down the road. Hit me bombs. 
But you will hey, be wearing your chill my, my drives. Hey, just same with self plug. My drives have been it's best I've ever driven to start a year in my life. Everything else has been a humongous problem, which does not shock. Just don't me forget to drink your Shirley on the course when when no the problem. person dr- driving the drink cart comes around. No problem. Judd's Hockey Show. Judd's all good. That's Declan Goff. Hit the subscribe button right here for daily Minnesota sports entertainment. We'll be back for game four, 3.30. Thankfully, puck drop on Mother's Day. Shout out to moms. So we'll have a 3.30 puck drop post-game show right here in this YouTube channel. Um, at about seven, eight o'clock. Now let's get some mom hockey fans on. Okay? Love some mom hockey. Like the fans one thing, on. like I love this show, mm-hmm. and I love, I love our call, our callers or our appearances. Mm-hmm. We need some some moms, women to come on and join. I mean, because I know there's a lot of people that yeah. love this sport. My come my on. my my loving girlfriend Kelsey's mom Kelly helped me up with all the setup today. Okay, there so is she, a she zero. And and like there is a zero judgment zone here, so no, let's come get, on, let's get let's some moms it. on to let's talk hockey. All right, I love it. Judd's Hockey Show, wild win. They're up two to one in the best of seven series against St. Louis Blues. We'll be back on Sunday for Judd Zolgad. I'm Declan Goff, and to our friend of the show, Billy Garner, wrap this about one thing: pass shoot score. Listen, you guys know what this is all about, right? Right? What's it all about, Virgie? Hard work and having fun. That. This is about winning.